Cool. So are you guys recording now? Uh, we are. Yes. And so am I. So hopefully it'll be easy enough to sync up. It's weird. I've got two different headphones on. It's, it's a bit of surreal. <laughs> Why? Well, because I want to hear my own sound back. Oh, and you want to hear us. Yeah. And then if I didn't have headphones on, then I, I guess there would be like a feedback loop that I've had before where you can hear the other person. Yeah. Right, right, right. Do you know what I mean? Like you can hear yourself. So I didn't, I didn't want that to happen because that's, that's very off-putting. Yeah. I've never used Skype either really before. Certainly not to Canada. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> so most of the people you interview it's in person yeah it's it's right face to face in the room yeah wow it's so weird to be speaking to you guys because the weirdest thing is that i mean i feel like i know you <laughs> but i don't know you at all but i just heard your voices a lot and you're coming through in my headphones like you normally would be but you're you're responding <laughs> <laughs> weirdly interactive this is yeah. a very intelligent robot that we've devised for this interview <laughs> Brilliant. Well, and I've listened to your your podcast as well, so it's a bit so it's of a, kind of mutually mutually mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. Hello, I'm Dave. I'm the guy that's putting all this stuff together. I need to get better. Please make me better. I want to get better, better, better acquainted with you. Today we're getting better acquainted with JP and Ella. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> that was nice and in sync. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was good. The first question that I ask people is, how do you know me? <laughs> how, how do we, how do we kn- know you? Yeah. yeah I, start? I feel like you, did you get in touch with us at yeah. some point regarding yeah. our fabulous podcast i like you podcast.com was it before uh, <laughs> yeah that's right i did <laughs> shameless plug you sent us a, a story for our well we thought it would be for a beginnings episode yeah ultimately. that's right i sent that but yeah. was that the first contact i, I think know. that probably was the first contact i mean maybe i sort of tweeted about you or something oh yeah you that, were but... you were being very kind about promoting us on twitter i think yeah well, continuously kind he hasn't really stopped. Well, I, I like your show, but I mean, I don't even know how I came across your show. Yeah, that's always my big question for people who say they came across the show. I mean, most of the people I know who listen to the show listen to it because I told them about it because they know me. <laughs> but Same with mine. <laughs> we were featured in iTunes for Valentine's Day last year. No, I wonder if it could have been around then. Maybe. Yeah, I guess it could have been. But I don't know what the UK iTunes does anyway yeah well i mean so. i got kind of obsessed with podcast i still am but I, when i got obsessed with podcast i was trying everything you know listening to everything but you're one of the few kind of independent podcasts that i've stumbled across that i've come back and liked and carried on listening to Aww. which is what i hoped for like i hope to find lots of independent podcasts because that's what i do and that's what i wanted to sort of find it's hard to find ones that click for me but you guys do so that's good thanks Thank you. <laughs> i think you know like it's a ton of work yeah like i find it to be incredibly time consuming to do a podcast i mean a lot of the independent podcasts that i come across are just sort of like fairly unedited conversations going up no offense if that's what you do because yours i think yours turn out well well no uh, i I actually i do quite a lot of editing yeah i thought you might because my podcasts are a one-off conversation with someone you kind of get the best i think i have done a podcast where it was just talking and I didn't like it. The first one I did, it was called Four Days in a Room. And that had to be edited so much to make it even marginally interesting. Because it was just, <laughs> we locked ourselves in, in a room for four days and recorded it. It was a good idea, an interesting idea, but... 
How many hours Man, of tape did work. you have? Oh, for that? so much, so much. That's the danger with digital, isn't it? You can get so much material, yeah. and then you sit down and go, ah, I've got to <laughs> sort that out. One of my kind of rules for getting better acquainted is I record the conversation, and I don't record loads and loads and edit it down. I record a conversation, and it's a moment, and that's all I have to edit later, just that hour or however yeah. long it runs. Because you guys do a lot of editing. I mean, I do as well, but my editing is just getting rid of ums and maybe taking some content out. I mean, I try to make people as eloquent as possible. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> but still have a sense of it being a conversation, you know, it, the free form, the long form element of it. Yeah. You guys, you make use of the fact that you don't have to have an exact running time, mm. but you are between a half hour and 45 minutes pretty much yeah. every episode. Yeah, that's, that's usually... What for now. Yeah, I think we had one that was over an hour. It which... was my fault. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, not I, your fault. You, well, made a, you made a good episode, but it was, I made one that was quite long too. I think you made several. <laughs> I'm the worst long. offender as, when it comes to length. I, yeah, that's what I, I, I think, have a T-shirt that says that. Yeah, <laughs> the worst offender when it comes to length. Yep, is that what it says? <laughs> that's what it says. Yeah, no, I mean, I think personally, I had the longest. <laughs> <laughs> if we're going to talk about length, we got to stop this length thing. Well, you know, it's it's changed. We used to have less edited conversation that was kind of rambly and aimless. We've, uh, all, we've always edited quite a bit. I think we Even always spent a long, a long time editing, but we were so slow that it didn't really amount to a lot of editing in some ways. I suppose. But yeah, we're, we're trying to... We're trying to, I don't know, I guess you just keep raising the bar for yourself. Yeah. So we're trying to make better and better shows. Although I kind of worry about that. Because I think in some ways we're aspiring to be like like our radio heroes and that might take away what makes us interesting. <laughs> I'm worried that we'll start to sound like everyone else. It was my goal for a long time and now I wonder if it was a good ambition to yeah, have. I think people started liking the show. Early on we sounded extremely unprofessional and I think to a large extent we continue to sound extremely unprofessional. <laughs> but You sound professionally unprofessional now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is good. I think that might be where we want to stay just because the fun of the show is in part that it's not it's nothing like what you would hear on the radio or, you know, most days it's nothing like what you would hear on the radio. Yeah. And we kind of like that. You sort of take chances as well with your shows sometimes. And I think that's a, another thing that you can kind of afford to do in the podcasting world. Like there was that episode where you guys got drunk. Um, right. Which I, I I don't know if it's necessarily one of your most successful episodes, but but it was a Fair great. It, but it was a great thing to do to try out. Do you know what I mean? And and I've done podcasts when I've been drunk, and it's an interesting experience. It's kind of neat to to hear. I mean, yeah, it didn't totally work out as an episode, but I, it, it was interesting for me because normally, you know, when you're drunk you don't get to see yourself yeah you kind of have an idea the next day of what what you sounded like and what you acted like and you remember probably the your lowest points yeah hopefully you remember them but but to actually hear myself you know become an idiot <laughs> or more of an idiot was was <laughs> educational and i think really important for yeah no i agree i mean that's <laughs> definitely one of the sorts of experience that I've had on my podcast I mean yeah. the earlier podcast four days in a room like I say that was four days just uh me and two of my school friends and we just went back to being 15 year old boys in all the worst ways you know it was just really painful to listen and you know you're like oh god you know now we're saying these things and now we're drunk and now we're doing this but it was valuable for me well yeah even when you're sober I feel like the podcast is it's 
it's a good bit of feedback about how you come across. I think we're all maybe a little bit harder on ourselves than other people are, ho- hopefully. Um, yes. Or other people would really hate me. But I, <laughs> so that's really my experience too. I really I hate think people are, Yeah, no, I'm the same. But it, yeah. You realize what things you do are, are kind of obnoxious and hopefully can improve on those things a little bit. I hope so. I hope so. That's for me. I hope so. Oh, so much. <laughs> <laughs> in a way, that was one of the reasons I did get in better acquainted because the sides of myself that I showed in the first show were so obnoxious to me that I wanted to... Because every time you're with a different person, you respond differently. And so mm-hmm. I wanted to show the different sides of myself so I wasn't defined by, by who I am when I'm with my oldest friends. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Do you ever worry about that, though, that you, like, because you adapt to whoever you're with, and yeah. then sometimes it, I'm, I, I sometimes worry that it, it reads as false, you know, because oh, you yeah. don't have this fixed personality. You seem like you're just... Yeah, uh, I, I often feel I'm really, or I, and I've even gotten the comment that I'm that I'm quite chameleon-like. I mean, not necessarily on the show, but but somewhat. In and, uh, and just that I, I just... I come into a situation and try to match as perfectly as I can kind of the the average personality in the room. <laughs> yeah, that's why I hate people who are mysterious. They like they make me uncomfortable because I I don't know what opinions to adopt. Right. <laughs> Terrible. You're like the chameleon that just keeps changing colors because <laughs> it can't figure out like how to match out. up. Right. That, that is something I worry about a bit. I mean, I am quite chameleon-like. And I sort of change the way I speak, sometimes even my accent when I'm speaking to people or the kinds of words I use. Mm. I find I, I kind of adapt to where people are at. It's an interesting thing for all the different people to see what I'm like with other people. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think that some of my friends, they'll only know me when I speak to them. And then suddenly mm. they can hear me when I speak to somebody else. And I'm very different in different situations. And I do worry that that's going to make them think I'm false or that I've got no solid character. But it's not something people generally say about me. People think I'm quite... <laughs> A solid character so I'm hoping to show them that I'm a little bit less solid than they think I guess one thing that's uh just in terms of like measuring somebody's character based on their podcast I've become terrified of listening back to any of our podcast at this point because I found out that my girlfriend's mom listens to it what okay. so now I can't I can't listen to it again oh. she's really nice and she's really friendly and cool and everything and she likes the podcast so like she's not you know sending me emails constantly like why did you say this but just having that filter of like uh, <laughs> the woman is thinking my daughter is dating and and soon to move in with this idiot <laughs> when you started the show as well you weren't in this relationship no one of my ex-girlfriends was on the show a couple of times and you were making out in one show I, we made out on one show <laughs> yeah like i had a few people that i dated i guess over the time that we've done the show so. not the, respectable the number of women yeah. you bedded in that time <laughs> <laughs> first of all i don't call it bedded <laughs> I say, I say banged. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what all, uh, yeah. new men do. <laughs> and it's... Uh, my girlfriend's mom doesn't listen to your podcast, does she? Uh, well, I think... I, I hope not. We may mention... We may promo it. We probably our, will. Yeah. Oh. My girlfriend's mom doesn't listen to my podcast, so I'm all right on that. I think she listens to the ones with people she knows. Have you ever been surprised by finding out that somebody listens to your show? I, I was surprised to find that JP listened to it, for example. You know, there are strangers who listen to my show, and that's always great and i've had people who are very very vague acquaintances who i hardly ever know or speak to who've emailed me specially and said i'm really enjoying your show 
And then when I yes, say, nice. do you want to come on it? They say no, but <laughs> but, but that's okay because at least they're enjoying it. And that's it's really good to hear. I realize JP was tweeting back and forth with someone on our, because I don't, I don't do the tweeting. Yeah, he's tweeting back and forth with someone. And then I realized it was this guy from grad school that I never speak to that was like a, a dedicated listener. That was surprising. Because you've got a great name for your show. I imagine that's one of the things that helps people to find your show. I Like You is quite a catchy name, I think. Huh. We hear that quite often that, we do. that people well they like the they like the icon of the show and it just looks yeah. like a friendly fun thing to listen to. I like yours too. I was nervous about this interview and I was like getting better acquainted. It's just it's so it's so friendly. <laughs> just accept all peoples of the world and and all you want to do is know them and get close. I don't know. You know that's a work in progress. I'm and that's why I'm doing the show so I do learn to empathize better with people in a way. Hmm. I, I wouldn't say I'm kind of I, I maybe I am naturally predisposed towards getting better acquainted with people but I didn't really understand that I was before I did this show certainly hmm. right. I'm much less argumentative on the show than I am in real life <laughs> really <laughs> yeah. I, yeah you don't yeah. strike me as an argumentative <laughs> kind of guy it's hilarious yeah. when, when people say that I get that at work people at work keep saying I'm really tactful which is not something that my <laughs> close friends relate to <laughs> as a label for me <laughs> at this point anyway we should probably kind of frame what your podcast is a little oh, bit more right. I mean because the second question I ask is what do you do now and one of the things that you do now is I like you so what is I like you the way we describe it is I like you is it used to be a weekly show now we're bi-weekly but I, I like you is a show about love and like and and to expand on that dating relationships sex time travel occasionally time travel <laughs> see that's one of my favorite episodes I gotta say <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know I've that's been a wanting... controversial thing to say it to is. you guys. It is. It is. And I like how you wedged <laughs> yourself right in there. Yeah. Um, yeah we, this interview's over. Well, you've been talking about <laughs> sort of expanding. I don't, maybe you can tell us what you think of the idea of expanding it to to other topics. Because, you know, at first it was just online dating and we found that way too narrow. Yeah. Um, and then we expanded it to sort of the general... All relationshipy kind of things. Romantic sex stuff Sex yeah fuel. that's one of the things i wanted to say about your podcast is that it's so nice and open-ended and we've yeah we've yeah. sometimes bemoaned the fact that we're stuck on this i mean not stuck we really enjoy doing the show but having this sort of narrow focus i think it helped it's helped us because people know what they're going to get and it's something that people are really obsessed with the idea of love and sex as well so that that doesn't harm you i should think they're always like emotional stakes like people care a lot and think a lot and talk a lot about love and sex and relationships well you have managed to go quite wide ranging around the subject as well I think because it's such a small subject in a way like such a pinpointed one note it's kind of forced you to have to go around the houses a lot more do you know what I mean like the episode yeah. where you spoke to I think was it Ella's mum and to a child <laughs> about love and asked them the same questions yeah, yeah. that's very yeah. lateral thinking that's what I mean that was a kind of risk I thought and it was a good experiment and it paid off I thought yeah Thanks. it worked out okay it was a bit slow I remember the, the pacing was I, a little plotting yeah I could but. see recutting that into something really awesome <laughs> <laughs> well yeah it's, it's hard to have the time though isn't yeah. it in answer to your question about whether I think you should expand mm. I think that's probably a good idea hmm. because you guys I, I think probably have a lot more to say about other issues but could you do it under the same banner like, that's a tough one isn't I've it? always said we would need a, a new show name I think we could have special episodes like I like time travel for example <laughs> just one random example that I am in no way attached to well <laughs> the title I like you doesn't necessarily have to mean love and like although I like that as a tagline I mean I like you could be as open a title as This American Life. Do you know what I mean? I like you could just mean people, you know? Yeah. 
and how mm-hmm. we engage with the world. That's not bad. I think you could do that. It's not as exactly branded, I guess. I feel like it. we couldn't do a show about murderers because we don't like murder. It would be confusing with that show title. I like you, Justice? <laughs> Maybe that, <Yes. laughs> that would be the, the angle. Yeah, you could take something that you like for each episode, but then that would be also quite limiting. So what I meant to say was, I don't want people to know that I like murderers. (laughs) (laughs) Too late. That's staying in. I know what you mean. It's quite an optimistic, happy title. I like you. Yeah, exactly. In a way, it it steers us away from darker subjects. There's so much in the realm of heartbreak and stuff like that. We don't don't shy away from that. I like you, and that is devastating to me. We try to be sort of like upbeat and humorous in our approach, at least. No, absolutely. Speaking of which... Go on. Actually, no, this is not... Mm-hmm. Can I ask about Letter to an X? I don't know. I just want yeah, to ask, ask Dave. People think, right? JP authorizes all my public speaking. So I need to run <laughs> stuff it into him. my ears. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. There's I mean, a seven a second team. delay on, on anything that I say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're actually, we're, we're hoping to start out either a new segment or maybe an episode where we get people to write letters to their exes. And nice. those I could see getting quite dark yeah. <laughs> in places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Is that something that you would be interested in doing? Yeah, I, I could write a, a letter to my ex. That would be complicated. <laughs> I mean, I my ex, I mean, I've been in a relationship, it'll be 11 years on the 14th of February. Wow. So my ex is a long time ago. But mm. uh, there's some things that I would like to say to her. I mean, actually, I've, I've been trying to work out how to get her on my show. Because obviously she is someone I'm acquainted with. But it's a long time ago when we were children, I guess. But uh, You could write a letter to her and then just put at the end p.s please come on my podcast yeah mm-hmm. i could i could do that your show making me have to write her a letter would be a good thing for me to mm-hmm. to, to start that process going so yeah. i'd certainly be interested in doing that i think that would make a good show as well not that they not that they need to be sent to the ex in question yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think i might send mine but yeah we, we might get more honest ones if they don't have to be sent <laughs> that's true but the things i want to apologize for are pretty uh Pretty wow. honest, I should think. You must have been a despicable person back then if uh, 11 years later you still feel the I'm, the need to apologize. I don't know. I think I'm somebody that carries guilt with me, if I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I, it doesn't have to be that bad a thing for me to still feel bad about it years later, but I didn't treat her very well. That's true. Right, right. Do, you, do you want to tell us anything about And I'm so curious now. Yeah, okay. I, well, I haven't talked about it on the show particularly, so I don't mind talking about it. I mean, one of my rules for the show is to be completely honest mm. with some caveats i started going out with her when i was oh god um 17 and she moved in with me because she had a hard time at home and so i was sort of 17 with somebody and she was in the year above me so she you finished were, li- were you living alone at 17 no i was living with my family so i asked my mom if i could have my girlfriend come and live with us and she said yes and my girlfriend came and lived with us and she she kind of took a year out because she was in the year above me but then on my 18th birthday with her living in the house I I realized that that we weren't compatible because I don't know if she was in love with me or in love with the idea of me she was quite young I guess and so was I so you do fall in love with the ideas of people rather than who they actually are and so I had to I had to kick her out of the house basically oh no so i sort of gave her a week and found a friend a friend of mine who is 
I think it, it caused a lot of tension between me and the friend because my ex was a hard person to live with because she was had lots of lots of complicated issues that I'm not going to particularly go into because that's her her business. So so then I sort of kicked her out and she went to live with my friend. But then I have to say, I did after we were split up. I did still carry on sleeping with her from time to time. Oh which no! Exactly. Yes. Okay. Is not right. is not. It's not something not I feel proud about. I look back on and I'm very ashamed of myself. And, and you know, slightly of my friend who... My friend helped me out in terms of engineering situations where we and me and my girlfriend ended up... My ex-girlfriend ended up sleeping together. But, but these were premeditated sexing events? Yeah, I would say they were premeditated to a certain extent, you know? Like, almost unpremeditated premeditation. Does that make any sense? Like, yeah. like, like we would the last two at a party or something yeah, like that. That yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Like we'd end up drinking in the bar where she was working at the time. And then we would like, then we would say, do you want to come back to my house? The three of us and we'll carry on drinking. And then mm-hmm. my friend would go and then, you know. But I mean, that's, it's pretty common. I don't actually, it's common. He has really done but this, but it's good. pretty common to not have a clean break. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I've definitely been there. And, I, you're both involved in that, right? No, she, no, I'm, she was. She, she knew was, what was happening. She she did know what was happening to a certain extent. But what I think is, what I feel guilty about is that I knew that she wanted the relationship back, right? Rather yeah. than the sex as such. Or, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying she she wasn't into the sex as well, but she there was more. I mean, I never promised anything, but she hoped for that. Yeah, yeah, no, it's I, I think of I think of uh, people who are in love with me, which, you know, happens here and there. Yeah, I think of them as as drug addicts, which is a terrible narcissistic way to think. No, but they're like they're not quite in control of themselves. And I, I, I hate taking advantage of that. Um, yeah, although I have I have. Well, I think that's the thing when you're in love. It's yeah, you're very open, aren't you? And it's easy to be to take advantage of someone who's in love. Yeah, I had a girl that. It was like a very like micro kind of situation like this where uh, she came over to my house and we hung out and then and she gave me a scarf that she just finished knitting for me. And then I broke up with her uh, <laughs> like a couple hours after she gave me this scarf that she'd made. And then like it, we she she didn't leave like she I was like, I'll walk you home, you know, and she was like, oh, I'm not going home. What? (laughs) And yeah, and then we ended up sleeping together and I felt really guilty about that because the whole night was like arguing about the breakup and then like sleeping together and then arguing more and then tears and then sleeping together again. It was just a mess. That kind of thing happened a lot during that time. And I, I, I was, you know, I was 18. I was didn't really, un, like, I, I'm not saying I didn't understand. The, but I think your chemistry works differently when you're a teenager. Like your um, biological chemistry, your, your ability to have a moral code is slightly hmm. off. Yeah. And it's something you're developing during that time. But I certainly, I feel very, uh, I feel very sorry about that. And if, if she's listening, I'm, I'm sorry about that. Uh, but yeah. And do you want to come on the show and talk about it? <laughs> I, for the record, I am also sorry about having slept with this girl that I'd just broken up with. Mm-hmm. I um, think I, I think don't think that's the the right way to go. I think everybody feels bad <laughs> when they when they've done that, don't they? I mean, I guess that's the 
Mm. Well, not maybe not everybody. I mean, that's the maybe maybe that means I'm a better person than I think I am because I feel bad about it. Yeah, I like to think that guilt erases any wrongdoing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I wish. <laughs> I wish that was true. I know I'd be clean as a whistle. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd be in in credit. <laughs> And yeah, my my incredible capacity for guilt would mean I could just carry on doing horrible things all day long. <laughs> yeah, I guess. That, and I'd be forever yeah. absolved because I You'd can feel, always feel, feel bad unlimited about it. guilt. True, true. Oh, wow. So that's the podcast that you do. And you guys have been doing it for years. And like you say, it started off about dating. It's it's morphed into something more. And now you're at another crossroads, really, where you're trying to feel out how to make it wider still, I guess. And whether to do yeah. that as two shows or one. Yeah. And I mean, even just expanding the format in some ways, like we've we've talked about at some point in the future doing like, you know, at least an episode of like a reality date where we like wire people up with mics. Yeah, that would be cool. Get them on tape during a date. I think that would be cool. Very cool. We're also pursuing stuff outside of the podcast. I think both of us, neither of us were doing anything in radio when we started up. We just loved listening to podcasts and, and to radio. Yeah, that's the same as me. We just, yeah. I don't remember. We just decided one day we need to do this. And so we did. And, and it was just for fun. Mm-hmm. And it's continued to be fun, occasionally stressful, but mostly <laughs> fun. But it, I think eventually realized we liked doing it more than we liked our jobs, <laughs> um, <laughs> which I guess is the way that a lot of hobbies go. Yeah. We actually met because we work at the same place. We work at a university together or did until recently. And uh, Ella left that job because she couldn't handle being around me so much. (laughs) (laughs) It was, yes, putting a strain on a relationship. It it would be pretty intense working together, podcasting together and also being friends. It was weird. It's a, it's like a marriage. (laughs) It didn't (laughs) feel like too much, actually. I don't know about JP, but for me, it was like seeing JP every day was just right. It didn't. Well, we both kind of hated our jobs. Yeah. And so I think being at work with a friend was just like a good relief to that. And we'd sneak off and get coffee and stuff like that. That's nice. But now we're both kind of looking at careers in like, well, I personally am interested in writing more and also doing radio and JP's kind of looking mm. at the radio production as a as a full-time thing. Yeah, I've been, because I follow him on Twitter, I, I see sort of hints of that. You've been on some courses and stuff recently, haven't you? Yeah, I did this seven-week radio intensive and produced surprisingly little radio during <laughs> that seven weeks, but learned a lot. And yeah, that's something I'm I'm trying to pursue among, I'm actually leaving my full-time job next month to sort of pursue some of the creative stuff. Congratulations. Uh, more. So, yeah, <laughs> thank you. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Because right now I'm just trying to wedge it into my off hours and with all the other things I want to do, it's stressful and, and yeah. exhausting to do a full-time job plus a full-time non-job uh, but things you you find much more fulfilling. I bet. I mean, I I only work part time, and I find it incredibly stressful and hard to fit it all in. Because uh, I've I've got this terrible kind of habit of having a million different projects happening at the same time, as I'm sure you kind of know. Following me on Twitter, I mean, I know I know what you're talking about. And if you've got a full time job, I think that's going to be even harder. Yeah, it, it has been for sure. Although sometimes the job feels like, oh, thank God a break. <laughs> I've got to be at work, so I got to think about work and I can't think about all of the other things I've got to do when I get home and yeah I'm a little terrified at the prospect of being sort of self-employed and trying to do freelance stuff you know sometimes being your own boss you can have a bit of an asshole for a boss I am not as nice to me as I would be to an employee if you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah although you might be nicer than you should be as well 
Is that dangerous? Yeah, exactly. It's finding that balance of like... Take the morning off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah you've earned it. <laughs> well, I guess that's the, the, the yeah. thing about when you go freelance is that you have to work or you don't have any money. I mean, right. my friend who is a freelance radio producer, he's always working now and uh, yeah, he, he's just about scraping by, but he can't afford to be yeah. soft on himself, I think. It's not a terribly uh, lucrative line of work, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, but it's a good one uh, for me anyway, and I guess for you guys because you, like you say, you you're big radio listeners in Canada as as I know in in England, uh, we have you know great public broadcaster it's CBC, isn't it in, in Canada? Yeah, it's CBC, and we. I mean, I think we both we're both CBC listeners, but we also you know the great thing about podcasts is like we're listening to things from NPR in yeah. the states or just independent podcasts and stuff like that well i listen to so much npr that i end up just speaking Mm -hmm. in americanisms all the time Mm -hmm. it's something that british people don't like too much uh like Mm -hmm. what what these are so standard for me well that's what i mean though it's it's hard for me to even say what it is i guess i say awesome a lot and you know totally and because i listen to a lot of american comedian podcasts like uh wtf i really like i end up speaking in kind of slang terms that i don't even notice but the people I speak to notice. I think NPR is what made me fall in love with radio in the first place. I didn't, I wasn't a huge radio person. I, I listened to the CBC in the mornings for the news, but it wasn't until I was in grad school and, and like listening to NPR podcasts that I realized that radio is amazing. Yeah, it they, just, they it's, do good work. They do, they do, well, they do a lot of work, so some of it's good. Well, I think radio was always around, I think in the house when I was growing up, Radio 4, BBC Radio 4 in this in this country, I guess is the closest thing we've got to NPR. And uh, mm. that was always on in the house. So that was always on. And I was realizing the other day that my dad used to make us story tapes to listen to at night. So mm. I had a kind of independent parent podcast to listen to, like, I guess the equivalent, because it was these story tapes that I listened to of my dad reading these stories. Really? He would actually record himself reading stories to you? Yeah, to all the family, to all of the children in the family. He would sort of, when it was your birthday, he would sort of do a tape for David or for other members of the family. I've got them now. He's did, we've put them on di- into digital form. I've oh, got cool. them all. Wow. So I used a bit of what? them, uh, one of them in the Christmas special, but I've, I'm going to kind of use a few bits here and there. That's yes. so cool. I kind of want to get my parents to do that now. Yeah, well, the weirdest one is he recorded me and my brother when I was two and he was no, three and he was nine. And I'm like, a, it's it's hard. You talk about hard to listen to yourself when you're, when you're drunk or when you, you know, it's so hard to listen to yourself when you're two. Like I was just, I was just a walking id. And I used a bit of this at the end of, I did a conversation with my brother. I used a bit of that and SoundCloud put that on their blog. Actually, it's one of probably the most listened to show. And at the end, it, it cuts to us having a conversation when we were kids and oh god like I was horrible but I was two so I don't think I've heard that one I don't understand how can you feel bad about how you sounded when you were two like you were no way responsible no 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 and I work with kids who are two so for me it's very weird to go oh I'm that kid I'm that Uh. I'm that kid I'm that kid in the group that would have like how would I feel if I was doing this because I do story and song sessions how would I feel about that that two-year-old me in those sessions, would I be charmed or would I be a little bit frustrated that they're not doing what they should do, huh. you know? But uh, I know what you mean. I, I don't feel I don't feel bad about it. It's a kind of tape of me tormenting my brother till he explodes. You know, that's what I'm doing. Like, he's trying to draw a picture and I'm just bugging him endlessly. And it doesn't feel like I'm listening to myself. It feels like I'm listening to someone else, you know, but it is me. But I have no relation to that. <laughs> that creature yeah it's it's a different person yeah. i think no shared oh well, i guess the dna is shared but you know your dna changes too 
We don't need to talk about this. Does it? Well, yeah, because the chromosomes shorten over time. Hmm. Yeah, telomeres. Telomeres. Sorry, that was a bit of an aside. Um, Ella's okay. a biologist. So, asides are, I welcome asides. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, it's a, it's a different person. No, no, Like all your atoms have been replaced. Your DNA has changed. You're obviously, the DNA expression patterns have changed. Why am I saying this? Well, my brain <laughs> will have massively changed as well. Like your brain function changes all constantly. Yeah. The way that you experience mm-hmm. the world changes constantly. Totally different person. Yeah. I, I take no responsibility for things I did before the age of fifteen, mm, I guess, or like yeah, fifteen years back. Yeah. Is there any truth to that? I, I heard a factoid once that all of your atoms are replaced every seven years or something. Yeah, I don't know if there's truth to it. I heard the same factoid and rely I on it. I think I've heard that too, but I, I couldn't say if it's true either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know actually. Hmm. Huh. But if it is, then there have been like four and a bit of me. <laughs> Huh. Or not you, others, other JPs. Are we all kind of an of an equivalent age? I think we are, aren't we? Yeah, I'm thirty. Yeah, me too. I'm Thirty-one. There you go. Yeah. 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 Well, there you go. So we've all had we've all had fifteen years of responsibility after the first fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> so there's there's plenty yeah, of there's still there's a lot to feel bad about yeah, in that find. window. <laughs> so how long have you been doing? I like you now. Two years is it? Or one it, year. It'll be two years in mid-March. So, yeah, just short of two years. Yeah. Although we took a hiatus. We produced about 40 episodes in our first year and 20 in our second. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah. You've been doing reruns, though, and that's probably a good thing because you've got more listeners than you started with, so people will appreciate yeah. hearing back. Although, yeah, I, 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 as soon as I got into you, listened to all your back catalogue, which I have a tendency <laughs> of doing when I like a show. Yeah, I do that, too. It's And it's cool to hear when people do that. With our show. At that period of time, I would have been listening to you guys more than I was listening to any, you know, any other human beings, probably apart from my girlfriend during that week or whatever <laughs> of listening to your back catalogue. <laughs> you can spend a full day with us now. We should. Embarrassing. More than a full day. We should day. go back and edit them with like subliminal messages. <laughs> that, that if you happen to get obsessed and listen to all of them in a week it will just totally brainwash you into sending us all your money. <laughs> this is the kind of idea that JP would come up with and not me. <laughs> if you ever see anything tweeted about this. Yeah, fair You're enough. Not brainwashing? Yeah. No. It must be nice doing it with a partner because you've got very different kind of personalities and you get to kind of have someone to spar with. You guys have kind of developed your rapport. I've lived with people before and I imagine this, you know, some would pose some of the same challenges where you're sharing something, the stakes are high. Or at least for you, it's you know you get very attached to mm. things being a certain way, and and then there's somebody else with their own opinions. Um, but I I feel like I got lucky with JP. I yeah. just I like I, we do we fight and sometimes, but it's okay. What do you fight about? Lately, I've been stretched so thin doing all these things, and it's really not that much of an excuse. But I've just been like generally a little grumpy. And then Ella thinks that means I hate her. <laughs> and then I start off with. What's your problem? And then that makes things worse. I'll sit down to lunch with her and she'll say... Why are you so grumpy? Yeah. You look grumpy. Are you mad? (laughs) And (laughs) And that just makes me madder. Yeah, it sets him Um, off. But I don't know. Like the things that we... We Like we had a little squabble just before recording this because we were recording the outro to... uh, another episode no, that it, was dumb. that's not it, worth it was mentioning. it was, was like just nothing it's just like we had slightly different opinions about like the, how to do this call for uh letters i think this this reflects just a grumpiness thing it wasn't a real problem no we had no um i think one thing jp often thinks that well so i'm a more nervous person than jp right like 
I feel like about certain things, I'm more nervous about what I put out into the internet. Yeah. Although maybe you wouldn't know that listening to the show. And JP's a lot more like, fuck them. I'm putting it out there and they're going to have to suck it up and, and like accept me as I am. So that, that leads to some conflicts where he thinks I'm too uptight and too nervous. And, and I think he's not careful enough but that's probably quite a good balance though yeah, i was just gonna say that it's worked out really well it's great motivation because although we've we've slowed down a bit recently um just the the accountability the idea, yeah the accountability like i'm gonna you know if i don't finish this episode and put it up in time i'm gonna like disappoint the other person and we're both quite forgiving of each other and like i think the concept of disappointing the other is like looms larger than the actual disappointment yeah. of the other person. Um, uh, Ella, Ella is like rolling her eyes. She's, no, no. she's genuinely disappointed in me. I'm pretty upset right now. Yeah, that rerun. You promised me an episode Friday. No, yeah. no. We're not very hard on it each other. It is hard collaborating with people. I've certainly had lots of projects where I've been in bands and stuff like that, collaborating with people. And you guys are making it work for you. It's to be expected that you'll have occasional friction. I guess you're kind of lucky as well that, because my listeners might not know, that JP is straight and Ella, you're gay. So there's no mm-hmm. potential sexual tension kind of going well, on yeah if you listen to the actually the unedited version of the drunk episode <laughs> i like it putting her hand on my knee no 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 that was this interview now um i don't know i i had to i was editing that one thankfully and i was amazed at how many times i came on to jp in the course of that really yeah well, i don't think it, i don't think it was genuine like i think there was a bit of a i don't know what i was thinking well you probably think it was like i mean just being playful he is straight it was it was so well he is straight though so i mean yeah you might not really have a kind of an orientation that that includes him but i mean it must be interesting to you to see if he's interested in you i mean that's like i'm 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 straight (laughs) but i want i want boys to fancy me so I, I guess it's the same kind of thing for you, you know. We're both squirming horribly. Ah, right yeah, no, I realised that now. I'm like, whoa, I'm taking them down a, a complicated path. Sorry about that. Ella, uh, Ella, I mean, Ella might, I don't think you you know this, but I had like a big crush on you what? early on. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. No, you didn't. I did. No, you didn't. I did. It might, I mean, no. it was probably helped by the fact that my my marriage was crumbling when we first met. I had but a big I didn't, friend crush on you. I didn't you. know. I don't think I knew you were gay at first. Hmm. I so was... I was trying to like suss that out <laughs> when I first when I first joined our office. <laughs> I was trying to uh, be JP's friend, and all I remember is him giving me the cold shoulder throughout. And I was nervous because I liked you. Oh, that's weird. There you go. That's <laughs> that's is... how it goes. I mean, this oh, is no. this is a whole new You're level. Getting of... better acquainted exclusive. Yeah, I... Ella looks very awkward now. <laughs> nope. It's okay. I'm not trying to like put moves on. That's you, a while. Yeah, it's it's a while ago. He's had plenty of time to go off you since. This was like <laughs> three years ago that we met. Three and a half, four, three and a half. Well, that puts all the times that you told me I had a weird face into context. <laughs> <laughs> and I kept pulling on your pigtails. And stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have been putting yourselves out there though um, for two years. I know it's it's yes. a, it's a thing that I'm doing myself, and I have to make decisions the same as you of how much I'm prepared to to put out and how much I'm how much I want to keep out has talking about your lives on the podcast had an impact on your real lives I mean I know you've had a a few different um partnerships that have come and gone both of you haven't you I think Mm. is that right Mm -hmm. I just I had one but you've talked about one so like I remember one of the ones that I where I first was like wow this show is something special 
was w- the one which started with Ella crying. Oh, right. Yeah, and it's probably yeah. not one that you're going to want to think about too much. That but... one actually got me in big trouble Yeah, I with my ex. Might have done. She was really... She told me she hated me, I think more than she'd ever hated anyone. I think that's what she said, listening to that mm. episode. Because I said in it, I, I thought I was like falling apart and devastated. About you were. It. And, mm. But she, all, what she heard was me saying I wanted to like have a house and kids one day with someone, but not with her. And that to her Just was a, a really insensitive thing to say so soon after our breakup. That's true too. Yeah. Both those things are true at the same time. And it was, I think, yeah. a brave thing for you to put it out there because you don't often hear that. That's the thing. Like one of the things that podcasts can do is capture things that you don't normally hear. Like what we do, you get people mm. in situations that you wouldn't normally hear. So I thought it was valuable to the world in that respect. And yeah. and it was a, a good episode. But I mean, I'm sure it would have been hard for her to listen to. But then it's her choice if yeah. she wants to listen to it. And you didn't, I don't think you used her name, so. No. Well, that's I feel like, no. like, I would, I've stopped, my ex has a podcast. That's right, I've heard that too. <laughs> yeah, and I've, I've like, I've stopped listening to it because it seems like a prudent move when you stop dating someone. <laughs> Absolutely, I can understand that. Yeah, I guess, that. I guess yeah. when you are the one putting something out there, you have to be aware that, that people who shouldn't listen might anyway. Yeah. As yeah. your your well your your ex wife was listening for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and you that, didn't that too, which is and I like I I bring up the fact that she cheated on me pretty often. Yeah, pretty uh, much like almost. <laughs> every I think, other I think you're allowed to do that. It's the only it's the only significant thing that's ever happened to me <laughs> relationship wise. Like I had to make a decision about the way that I talk about it is yeah. not in this like she's. A horrible person and i'm not like swearing at her and wishing her dead or anything like that i'm just i'm bringing up my experience of something that happened to me in my relationship with her and i think that's i think that's legit and i think the same thing that ella did was you know was talking about her feelings about her recent breakup which is like that's something you own and it's not it doesn't belong to both of you it you know, your feelings about that belong to you. Well, I think I'm allowed, but it, she's also allowed to be really upset. Yeah, I think yeah, I think she's... you're allowed to do it, but you should expect when you put that out that one of the possibilities was that your ex was going to say she hated you more than she's ever hated anyone, I guess. Yeah. That's the kind of, that's the trade-off that you make. I talk about my girlfriend a lot, but yeah. but she's, you know, someone I'm I'm with. And so, I mean, if I'm ever worried about if she how she'll react, I can play it for her. I don't, I don't actually do that very often. Uh, I tend to like her to find out what I've said about her afterwards. And sometimes she says things like, why on earth did you say you don't like any of my music? <laughs> I, I, and then I have to make an apology uh, on, a, on a podcast because I, yeah, I don't know why I said that. I mean, that's the weird thing about conversations. I have no idea why I said that I don't, me and her don't share a taste in music because we do. <laughs> I think it was just, it was useful to the point I wanted to illustrate. Right. But anyway, yeah. the, the main concern I have is my family background because I had quite a hard, well, I wouldn't say a hard like some people have had hard childhoods, but I had complicated childhood. And I mean, I've talked to my mum about that. That's actually going to be the third conversation that I have with my mum. But I am always cool. aware that my mum might be listening and how I present my mum has to be fair. And there is a lot more responsibility to the real people. Like I own my childhood. It's my right to talk about it. But I have yeah. to make sure that I... That I am as unhurtful as I can be while still 
exercising my right to talk about my life you know it's also like what's the what's the purpose of what you're saying because i think sometimes something can be like a little bit hard for an individual to hear or you know or awkward make a you know make a relationship in your life awkward but if that's going to serve your audience in a way that you think is valuable like yeah. you know making kids who are having a hard childhoods not feel so alone yeah. or you know whatever you you can make that call about you know whether the trade off is is worth it i guess um and uh yeah i don't know i faced that a bit in the episode where i i interviewed my parents separately and and cut them together and uh i don't know my i think my dad said some things that pissed my mom off and and stuff but i thought it was cute and they i think they they understood the the tone i was going for so as long as i'm honest and fair and don't sort of swear and slag her off for no reason that it's ultimately only going to be beneficial for both of us to sort of for her to hear it hear what i think and how i i've experienced it and sort of hear me i mean i am very forgiving of her of how she behaved and that's a big part of the thing i don't get to you know you don't, you don't say that in an argument but mm-hmm. when i'm talking to somebody else in in a kind of calm situation i can say the positive things that I'd like my mum to hear and she doesn't hear, you know, in because when, when I'm talking to her, there's a lot of emotional baggage, you know? You have to swallow your pride more to acknowledge the, the good things. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. And what also, I mean, I recognise that she had a hard, you know, that there are reasons why people behave the way they do, you know? That's the thing. Um, sorry, so you go get Okay, I'll go get but, sorry. Um, got a, Sorry. Is, is someone so, knocked on the door? The thing, yeah, so oh, okay. Ella, uh, <laughs> Ella's landlord is, is here, and I'm I'm looking at the apartment upstairs, so I need to actually do that now, yeah, but can, that, we, can we resume in 10 minutes? And don't worry about it, I'm used to interruptions and stuff like that, no. it's, it makes the show more real. So you, you were viewing the apartment upstairs? Yeah, yeah, we're recording in Ella's apartment right now, and, and my girlfriend and I are looking for a place to move in together. And you thought you'd choose the same building as your podcast, is it? <laughs> There's a number of doorbells outside Alice's house, and she has a little I Like You logo <laughs> next to her doorbell. So there were visions of taking over the whole building. And <laughs> I guess you're not working together anymore, so you've got to find a way of spending more time with each other. Yeah, That's right. if I don't see Ella for a minimum of 60 hours a week, I'm very upset. You kill somebody. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's really a recovery plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know it looked a bit too small. I don't know. Yeah, the ki- t- the kitchen t- was really small, and my girlfriend and I like cooking together. So yeah, it's good that you like cooking together. I find me and my girlfriend can cook together, like as long as we've got assigned roles. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Like I think freestyling, it's not, it doesn't work. It'll be interesting when we live together, because right now at my house, sort of like I'm the boss of the kitchen and I assign her tasks. And then when we're at her house, she's the boss and she assigns me tasks. Yeah. So if it's our place, it may be trouble. <laughs> yeah. Well, living together is a complicated dynamic with anyone. Mm. <laughs> I assume you live with your girlfriend of, of 11 years? Yeah, I partner? do. Yeah. I've kind of been living with her for about 10 years, probably, or a little bit less than that but yeah for wow. a long time cool so yeah. like right after you broke up with the other person you mentioned kind of i went to university and i met jen in the first week of uni we were, we did the same course together and then started going out together about a, a 
six months later after meeting each other. She initially thought I was a, a dick, but uh, <laughs> over time, I, I wore her down. Won her over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But With uh, your charming dickishness. Yeah. I, I, you, you don't seem like a dick. I wasn't actually. Well, no. Well, I, I think I was militantly myself, which mm. is a kind of dickish move, but is an understandable reaction to leaving home and because I had quite a hard time at school I was bullied quite a lot so when I went to uni I was like right I'm going to be me I'm going to establish it from the start you know there's not going to be any any messing around I'm not going to feel you know and that was just a stupid move because there weren't people looking to bully me so I was just a bit too in people's faces it's it's interesting speaking to you guys because because you guys are good at getting responses out of your your guests i find that i've i mean i do open up on the show but i've opened up more than i thought i would to <laughs> some people i don't you know actually physically know um which is good i mean it's good for I, I, it's good for my show and it's, it's it's good good example of why you guys get good uh responses it's jp subliminal messages just awkwardly sit silent until you spill your guts <laughs> well i think it's because it's because you've got a kind of nice kind of rapport going on so it ma- makes people feel at ease uh-huh. i think i think that's the yeah well and i think if people have heard the show or they know that we're we're quite accepting of whatever and and non-judgmental of of the things that people tell us sometimes we're puzzled helps. by those by the things they tell us but yeah but never like shocked or puzzled but not like you're an idiot no <laughs> i think it's a very non-judgmental show i think that's one of the strengths of the show for definite have you met people who have heard you first on the show that's what i kind of wondered about because i haven't had that experience yet and i'm wondering what that'll be like met romantically no well no it could be romantically and that that's another thing that's interesting did your current girlfriend hear the show before you started going out i met my current girlfriend online and i think just in part out of shameless self-promotion <laughs> and in part out of a desire to disclose early. Yeah, that's wise. And not make it a thing. I, I put the fact that I do the show on my online dating profile. And I said, I'm looking for a relationship. I'm not looking for fodder for the show. And, you know, hopefully people believed that. And I guess she did. Yeah, so she would have had the opportunity. I think she listened to, I don't know if she listened to any before our first date, but very early on, like it's... It is funny because, like you said, you feel like you know us maybe better than we know you from listening to us, and 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 maybe there was some of that dynamic. It it, it didn't create any weirdness though. Hmm. We had Ella heard a story that like a friend of a friend spotted us on the subway, <laughs> and like it was a celebrity sighting for them, which yeah, was that's weird. <laughs> really weird for us i was at the sony radio awards a few years back and i saw a guy called john ronson who's a journalist and yeah, he's yeah. A contributor to this american life so you might have heard him yeah he's great i saw him and i was like wow you know wow that's john ronson and nobody you know people i was with didn't know what who he was because he's he's a radio voice <laughs> yeah you know yeah. but i happened yeah, to, i don't think what he know, looks like yeah but it was yeah i was i was you know really really excited to see him much more than the people who were kind of household names in a way we had a meetup once like because we planned an event which did not work out and then we just like met up with some people who listened to the show yeah that was weird for me i mean they were all really great people but i felt very uncomfortable with the idea that they know you better than you yeah. know them. And I felt like I had to live up to the edited version of myself yeah. which is so much more scintillating right. than like <laughs> my real self so that was that was very stressful for me. Yeah, you're like just block your ears 75% of the time because that's <laughs> when I say the dumb stuff. Uh but it, I I dealt with it just by getting really drunk and then the <laughs> next day being like, "Oh god, I got drunk in front of these people that like 
potentially thought good things about me. And no longer do. They're really cool people. And it was nice to see that, like, our listeners sort of share our sensibility sensibilities. That was the pleasant part of it. And seeing that the people who listen to us aren't complete idiots. We, they were, they weren't at all idiots. They were great. Right. Sorry, that sounds like they were moderate idiots. <laughs> no, they were that they were people I respected. We had a guest, at least one guest who was, was a listener. Fuck buddies. Jesse. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. She was a listener and she sort of submitted it and we're, we're very open to this. It doesn't happen a lot, but we're, we're always open to people emailing us with, their crazy relationship or you know just fun relationship stories and, yeah uh, we'll, we'll i keep meaning to send you more material but i haven't yeah I, keep, I will be i will be doing that soon you're sending us the the clips with your father is that ah well that's the juicy stuff no i'm not i won't be sending that till after it airs right and that's going to be airing in quite a few months but uh i will send you that after it airs certainly okay. it's, it's funny as the show goes on there keeps being sort of more and more sort of teasers for later episodes because i've recorded so many of them they're going out kind of slowly weekly so it's sort of maybe it's a good thing maybe it'll become annoying for people after a while we'll see i like you is a is a great show and i've really enjoyed getting better acquainted with you i like you and we've got better acquainted it kind of both the t- titles <laughs> seem appropriate <laughs> yeah yeah likewise yeah oh, that's that's nice to hear <laughs> the last question that i ask people is uh do you have anything to plug I mean, I guess this episode's been quite a big plug for I Like You. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we could just say the URL. On yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I mean, I like you podcast.com and uh, you can find us on iTunes by looking for I Like You. It's the big yellow icon. I don't think we need to plug anything else. Uh, no. no. No, letters to an ex, though, actually. If anybody wants to write a letter to their ex, they should email us. I like you podcast at gmail.com. Great. <laughs> When's that going to go out? Is that a kind of work in progress? Do I have a deadline to get this out by? <laughs> One of the little fights that we that that we mentioned uh, happened just before. <laughs> and it wasn't a fight actually mm. at all. Uh, but we had, I thought it would be a regular segment and JP was actually intending for it to be a I thought it episode. was going to be like 10 of them as an episode yeah uh, okay. but i don't know so maybe the segment thing works better who knows i don't know rolling deadline i would yeah. say within the next month is ideal though okay yeah. well, i'll try and get this out within the next month either way <laughs> we want those by the end of february we want those by the end of march we want those by the end of april <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just use one of those it's weird isn't it because you guys are in canada and i'm in the uk <laughs> and yeah we both sort of share pretty much the same set of podcasts i think that we listen to like yeah. I get a lot of your references, like you talk about Dan Savage or you talk about This American Life. Are there English ones we're missing out on that we should we should check out? The best of our podcasts, I think, are in different ways for different reasons. The Bugle, which is half American, half English, because they, they do that on the line. That's with John Oliver from The Daily Show in oh, yeah. America and oh, right. a guy called Andy Zaltzman in the UK. There's a, a show called Answer Me This. There's a show called that I've been doing some conversations with a guy who does... It called 2 plus 2 equals 5. I think you guys might enjoy that one, actually. And the other one that I'm kind of involved with a bit, so I feel a bit weird plugging it, is Spark London, which is kind of like the moth, but in London. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Kit told a story there. I think he sent us... Well, you sent us one, too. Yeah, that's right. I sent you one from there, and Kit, who I've, I've just, I just recorded a conversation with him yesterday. You guys beat me to him. I probably did a disservice to all of the brilliant British podcasts that I've not come across. Yet. What are your kind of podcast recommendations? I love... Um... I love the Savage Love cast, which yeah. we, we, we talked about earlier. The latest episode had Ira Glass on it from This American Life, which was amazing. It was really fun. What else? I mean, like I think we do listen to a lot of the same ones. Radio Lab, 
The Moth, WTF yeah. is really good. There's a Canadian one called Stop Podcasting Yourself, which uh, is uh, yeah. a, a fun one. A couple of comedians in Vancouver who chat. The Jesse Thorne Empire of, I think it's called Bullseye now, formerly the, the Sound of Young America. That's right. They changed really, it. Really good. And uh, Jordan Jesse Go is, is good too. Uh, maybe we could we could plug some Canadian ones that other people might not know as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like Wiretap. Wiretap's great. I, I listen to Wiretap. Um, yeah. The Age of Persuasion is, yeah, is the, a great Canadian The Age of Canadian Persuasion show. about advertising. He has a new one called Under the Influence. Terry O'Reilly does. He's a He works for an advertising agency, I guess, or runs an advertising agency and just has like these great shows about uh, about advertising probably wiretap would be my my top recommendation for for canadian radio although i wish i could recommend more independent podcasts i'm ashamed to say i i tend to listen to the radio heavy hitters i'm not as adventurous as as jp is with the podcast listening i'm gonna try to change that it's harder to find the best independent it's it's easy to find the best uh stuff on the radio do you know what I mean? Because it's yeah. out there and it's easy to sort of go through and, and, and find, but it's it's much harder work to uh, to find independent podcasts, I think, which yeah, is the problem. Yeah, the, the stuff that's high in the iTunes rankings or gets featured on iTunes, I think, is 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 so often the, the best radio stuff, which isn't to knock it, but they have that built-in audience, yeah. which means they rise in the rankings because as soon as their podcast comes out, the the people who can't catch it on the radio when they want to will will go to it. Or they're independent, like Dan Savage or WTF, but they've got a name for themselves that that brings people in. Like the the only independents you hear about are the ones where they've got a kind of following already. Yeah, yeah. there's a there's a famous person. Or they've already a, built up a brand. Yeah, there's and I find that other ones that are popular tend to be. Well, they seem like there are a lot of very niche podcasts, like the running. Yeah. There's this running podcast that, that and I wouldn't listen to that because I'm not into running um, or knitting ones or. Yeah. All the niche ones. Really into yeah. baking. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah, I, I need to. But I do need to yeah. explore more independent podcasts. One of our one of our iTunes reviews was I found this when I was looking for a World of Warcraft podcast. <laughs> but uh, but I, it turns out I really like it. <laughs> it's just like well, that's what? Cool. <laughs> but strange. How, I wonder how how long did he have to listen f- for to realize that it was not a World of Warcraft episode? Yeah, I wonder which episode it was. Yeah, no idea. The British ones I was recommending earlier on. I mean, they they were actually mostly independent themselves. But it is hard to find independent people. I really want there to be a way of finding them. Well, I think mm. I. I you know, it's like for any like independent films, independent music, like there's they're going to be the ones that are independent because maybe because they're too original or, or too new or, or they just, you know, don't have they haven't made it in yet. And then there are the ones that um that are independent because they're they're not that good. So, yeah, yeah. so I mean, you have to wade through a lot of, of that. Yeah, the the barrier to entry in podcasting is is quite low. So yeah. which is great. Yeah. Like and you know, we, we uh, would never have been able to make yeah. a podcast if, 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 yeah, we had no idea what we were doing yeah, at first. And so. b- before the, the, the age of the internet, it, uh, I don't know, we, we never would have been able to reach the audience we reach without this. So it's, yeah. it's great. And we hope people suffer through the poor sound quality in our early episodes. And our, if you listen to all of our episodes, you can really hear the process. Yeah, you can. Figuring it out. (laughs) We're still figuring it out. That's something about podcast audiences. They kind of know, they're more forgiving, I think, of sound quality issues. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a more accepted 
thing like it happens on mm-hmm. like even on wtf you know he has the the fan on in the background sometimes or you know things like that where people are just a bit more forgiving of that stuff which is great because uh i sound quality is so hard to get right i find yeah, yeah. i think content is is ultimately always barring ex- like excruciatingly horrible sound quality yeah which we've had yeah. but but content is is king i think the the common thing among podcast fans is that there's you know, other than people who are just trying to time shift their radio, is that you're like you're getting something real that, yeah. that feels much more real than than what you get that's polished on on CBC or on BBC or you know or the traditional media. Um, so it's it's cool in that way. No, that's right. I, I I just recently stumbled across a podcast called The Longest Shortest Time about experiences of the first year of having a child, hmm. and that's what hmm. I thought about that. I thought you know it's just you get these real moments for all the podcasts that I listen to I think that's the thing I enjoy the most and that's what I enjoy the most about I like you I think is those real moments that you just don't have often on the radio although although that's what this American Life and Radio Lab kind of also have that's why they're so great is that they have the polished editing and the real moments too you know somebody I know has the habit of saying that the great moments on, in radio are the ones that make you look at the radio or look at your iPod and just like, did that just come out of there? Did I, yeah. you know, <laughs> it gives you that, that sense of amazement that, that this is something that is being broadcast. Yeah, absolutely. We've run over, but I suspected I'd do that. If I, it's very rare I get the opportunity to speak to people in Canada <laughs> and fellow podcasters as well. <laughs> and so, yeah, like I said, it's been a real pleasure to to get better acquainted with you guys and the last thing that i ask people to do on the show is to say goodbye to the audience goodbye audience bye audience <laughs> goodbye see, see you over on our podcast yeah no 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 more plugging no, that's fine though uh, I mean, you know we, we, we can, but yeah that's going to be this is going to be the first one where i've had two separate sort of completely separate tracks um i'm quite looking forward to the ability to turn people up and down without turning the background up and down you know that's what it's I've always fantastic yeah it's really nice to have that separation right? If somebody's talking over someone else, you can just yeah. yeah. Well, it was great talking to you. Yeah, and, um, it was really fun. I'll, I'll send this to you within the probably half hour. Fantastic. Well, out to hour, depending on when JP leaves. <laughs> Fantastic, and, and enjoy the rest of your day because there's quite a lot of it left in Canada. Yeah. Fantastic. Oh yeah, I guess it's uh, getting late there. Yeah, um, not too well, late. It's probably something six like thirty. Half six. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Half six. Half six. I don't think we say that here. I never. Right, whenever I hear that, I'm always like, uh, "Does that mean half two six? Or Wait, half what does it mean? Six. It's half two, past. It? After. Yeah. Oh, half past no. six. No. It's, it's short for half past six. Okay, good to know. <laughs> okay, well, thanks so much. Fantastic. Uh, it was really fun. Yeah, brilliant. Right. Lovely to speak to you. Okay. Have a good weekend. Yeah, you too. Bye. Bye. find Getting Better Acquainted on Twitter at GBA Podcast you can find it on Facebook it's Getting Better Acquainted have a search on Facebook and like it or you can find it on the website www.gettingbetteracquainted.co.uk you can also subscribe by searching on iTunes and subscribing to us that way and on the Stitcher Smart Radio app you can download for your smartphone from stitcher.com or through the app store there are lots of ways to get better acquainted